0: Welcome to PHT in the Morning with your host, Pastor David Miller from the Pentecostal Holiness Tabernacle in Cincinnati, Ohio. Good morning and welcome to another episode of PHT in the Morning. I'm Pastor David Miller. I'll be your host today. And uh, we are going to be in the... uh, part two, or the second episode of this three-part series of the story of Samson, or as our title is, Samson's Story. And uh, our scriptures are Hebrews chapter 11, verse 32, what shall I more say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson so Samson is the uh is what we we're talking about uh to you this morning and uh, i hope these i hope these uh, uh episodes of this podcast is a blessing to you i hope it is and that is definitely our attention and we hope we're a blessing so we want to look here at the word of God and we need to go back to judges the book of judges chapter uh, number 15. And when we left off last week, uh, or last, not week, but last episode, uh, we was talking to you about, uh, Samson's early life. We mentioned his birth and the announcement of his birth and so on. And how that, uh, he had to keep the vow of eyes right. And he'd already failed, uh, once. And, uh, God had blessed him, give him some, some mighty miracles and some great victories. When we left off, we was talking to you about uh, how the, uh, the Philistines, what they had done and how they came and burnt uh, his wife and his father-in-law with fire. The Bible said they had burnt them. And then Samson, in his anger, I went out and he smote that crowd, he smote them. The Bible said hip to hip. In verse number seven and eight of that 15th chapter, we mentioned to you last episode, a very great slaughter and he went and he dwelt in the rock of Edom and that's where we left off, where Samson had left and went to the rock of Edom. He had actually said, if you can remember, on our last episode, uh, Samson said this in verse number seven. And Samson said unto them, Though ye have done this, yet will I be avenged of you. And after that I will cease. So it was his intentions to uh, uh, kill those Philistines. I guess it was revenge, you would say. And of course, they were the enemies of God. And he said, I'm going to do this time, and then I am going to cease. So he tried that after he, after this battle there in the valley. Uh, the Bible said he went and he dwelt in the rock of, of Edom. So that's where we left off, and uh, we're gonna uh, start back up here then in verse number eight, and uh, or verse number excuse me not verse number eight but verse number nine, and after he had left and he had went to the. Uh, to the rock of Edom and uh, after all this had happened, could you imagine what Samson's life, what he must've felt like? I mean, he was a young man and he had found uh, uh, the wife of his dreams. He loved her and uh, went back to see her and her father had given her to his companion and all the turn of events that took place. So, Uh, He had had this great battle, and all he wanted to do was just to go and and fight, not fight anymore. But after he killed them, the Philistines went up, the Bible said in verse 9. Now, their anger was kindled. They were angry. And they were enemies anyhow, the Israelites and the the Philistines. So they went up in verse 9 of chapter 15, the book of Judges, and they picked pitched in Judah and spread themselves in Lehi. And verse number ten the Bible said, And the men of Judah said to them, Why are you come up against us? And they answered to bind Samson or we come up and to do to him as he hath done to us. So they they come there uh, to get even or to get revenge. And I know I've said this two or three times already in in the last episode and now, but they were enemies. They were enemies not only of Israel, but they were enemies of God. And God had raised Samson up to be a deliverer for Israel. And so the Bible said that uh, the men of Judah, after they asked, why are you come?" They said, we're going to bind Samson. Now that's going to be that's going to be a pretty tough thing to do because God had given Samson extraordinary strength. I already told you, if you remember in the last episode, how a lion roared against him, and he just raised up with nothing in his hands. With his bare hands, he slew that lion. And when those 30 men came out against him, the Bible said he slew all those 30 men. So I don't know what they thought they was going to do, but their intentions were to bind him. So, they the Bible said then in verse 11, after the Philistines had delivered this message to Judah, the men of Judah, verse 11 said, 3,000 men of Judah went to the top of the rock of Edom. They knew where he was. It was the enemy didn't know where he was at. And... They asked Samson, saying, Knowest thou not that the Philistines are rulers over us? What is this that thou hast done unto us? And he said unto them, They are as they did unto me, so have I done unto them. So the whole thing was the men of Judah and the men of Israel, they were afraid of the Philistines. And they said, Samson, why have you done this thing? Now, Samson wasn't afraid of his enemy. And I know we're talking Old Testament when it was an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. And uh, we're talking New Testament here when it's not that way today. But I want to tell you today, why should you be afraid of your enemy, the devil? Now, if you're out there and you're a human being, it doesn't matter to me what race, creed, or color you are, uh, where your social standing is. That doesn't matter to me. You're my brother and my sister. You're not my enemy but my enemy is the devil and i don't i don't think we should fear the devil why would be why should we fear him if god is on our side we have have no fear because greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world that's what the bible said but they had said to him why'd you do this to us well, samson was doing this for them, not to them. He wasn't doing it against them. Even though he was avenging himself for what had been done to him personally, he was still fighting for God's work and fighting for Israel against their known and, and arch enemy, the Philistines. So these 3,000 men came and said, uh, why have you done this? He answered back to do what they done to me and then they said unto him, We are come down to bind thee, that we may deliver thee into the hand of the Philistines. And Samson said to them, Swear unto me, that ye will not fall upon me yourself. Now I want you to look at that verse right there. They first said, We're coming up to bind you. How'd they think they were going to do that? I mean, these were his brothers. These were. I don't know why they would think that way or how they thought they would accomplish it. But all Samson said was, I want your word. I want you to give me your word that you yourselves will not fall upon me. And if I could insert this right here, I hope everyone takes note of this part. Samson said, do not or promise me or swear to me you won't fall upon me yourself. And they said, No, but we will bind thee first and deliver thee into their hand. But they will surely, but surely we will not kill thee. And they bound him with two new cords and brought him up from the rock. Now, why did Samson, first of all, say, Promise me, or swear to me rather, that you won't fall upon me? Why did he say that? He was not one bit afraid of the philistines he did not fear his enemies because every single time so far that we've been reading that when the enemies his enemies came against him the bible would use one phrase the spirit of the lord came mightily upon him so he didn't have that fear so this time though he said swear to me and i'll tell you what i think it means he had power over his enemy so he didn't fear his enemy But God had not given him power over his own people. I want to say this to you today. You have power over your enemy, the devil. As long as you're walking, talking with the Lord Christ in you, you have power over him. Because if the Word of God is in you, the Spirit of God's in you, and you have His Word in you, then you have power over him. But you don't have power over your brother or your sister. Now, I'm, I'm willing to fight my enemy, the devil, at any time, but I'm not willing, nor do I want to fight my friend, my fellow man. And I mean that if we're close friends or if you're just uh, someone I've never met and you're a child of God, you're my brother, you're my sister, so I don't have any power over you. I don't, I don't want to fight with you. So if you have frustrations out there today and you're listening to me, please, Take all of your anger out on the devil. Take all your frustrations out on the devil. Don't take it out on your brothers and sisters. I couldn't let that pass. I had to throw that in. So Samson said, uh, you know, I'll I'll let you bind me. But you have to swear to me you will not uh, fall upon me yourself. So they, they swore to him and they bound him with two new cords. And they brought him up from the rock. And when he came unto Lehi, the Philistines shouted against him. Can you imagine that? They saw him coming down there bound. And here's a man they couldn't do anything with. They shouted against him. They yelled at him. They screamed at him. And who knows what they might have said. Who knows the innuendos and the... uh, terrible things they might have said. But while they were shouting against him, here's that same phrase we keep seeing over and over. And in our next episode, we'll see this this phrase again. Look in verse number 14. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, mightily upon him, and the cords that were uh, upon his arms became as flax that was burned with fire and his bands loosed off his hands. I want you to notice this. Those cords, two cords, not only cord, two cords, but they were new ones. So, two new cords when the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. Now notice it before that he was bound securely, but when the Spirit came on him, when the Spirit of God, when the Spirit of God came on him, it changed. And the Bible said that those cords, they became as flax that was burned in a fire. They just fell off and his hands were loosed from where he was tied. So Samson looked and he saw a new jawbone of an ass is what the Bible calls it. And he put forth his hand and took it and he slew a thousand men therewith. So, you know, our title for this uh, three-part episode of Samson's story is this. We're telling his story. We're telling what, how God used him, how God used Samson. So he takes a jawbone of an ass or a, a donkey, and he takes this jawbone. Now, that's really not much to fight with against armed Philistines or, or armies of men. But the spirit of the Lord was upon him. And the Bible said he slew a thousand men. That's pretty That's pretty overwhelming. And the very next verse says this. Samson said, when this fight was over, with the jawbone of an ass, heaps upon heaps, with this jawbone, Have I slain a thousand men? Well, what a victory. So he allowed them, his brethren, to tie him up, to deliver him to his enemy. But when the enemy came against him, the Spirit of God came on him. So if I could use this just a moment once again, let's love each other. Let's pray for each other. Let's care for each other. Let's stand for each other. And then when the devil comes, let's fight him. Take all your, all your anger out on him. So he's, he, had, he had slain a thousand men. And the Bible said it came to pass when he had made an end of speaking that he cast away the jawbone out of his hand. Well, I mean, that seemed like a natural thing to do. There was no more enemies. And the, the jawbone was a, uh, had become a tool, had become a weapon. So there was no longer need of it. The jawbone that God had provided that he saw. So he threw it away. Right after he threw this away, the Bible said he became sore athirst. thirst. Well, I, I think that would be evident, don't you? I mean, he had been in a, a, a battle I mean, this wasn't done with high-tech weaponry. he done this hand-to-hand combat, a thousand men. He was sore of thirst. He was so thirsty that he called upon the Lord and said in verse number 18, thou hast given me great this great deliverance into the hand of thy servant, and now shall I die for thirst? And fall into the hand of the uncircumcised? Or fall into the hand of his enemy, the Philistines? So Samson, now now is thinking he's going to die of thirst. But then the Bible said that God took that jawbone, verse number 19, and he clave a hollow place that was in the jaw. And there came water there out. When he had drunk, I'm going to stop there. The I want you to notice this. This was a great thing. God was just using Samson over and over and over. I've told you from the beginning, last episode, this one, and I'll tell you even more uh, greater failures in the next episode. The Samson did make mistakes. Samson did fail God he did break his Nazarite vow and so on but he sought God and God blessed him and the spirit of God would come on him now he's won the battle he thinks he's dying of thirst but he threw the jawbone away but God took that jawbone and clave out or hollowed out it says God clave a hollow place in that jaw not only did he make a hollow place in the jaw but he caused water to come out and when he took the jawbone back you know sometimes the thing you might have thrown away you might have get it you might ought to get it back pick it back up if you have one time read the word one time stood on faith one time believed god and you're not doing that so much anymore maybe you ought to take that back up and start reading the word again start praying again Start standing on faith again and believing God again because this you're not going to die. Not as long as you trust God, God will come to you again. And so he picked up the jawbone and he drank. And the Bible said, then his spirit came again and he revived. Oh, glory. I tell you what, this excites me. He picked up the jawbone, he threw away and drank it and his spirit revived. Amen. And then verse number 20, and I'm so glad that we're going to close with this verse. After all these things that take taken place so far, verse 20 of chapter 15, the last verse of that particular chapter said, and he judged Israel in the days of the Philistines 20 years. So God, up to this point, had used him through many battles, and now he is judging Israel. And he'd done so for 20 years. Now, I know next next week, or I mean next episode, forgive me, next episode we're going to see another failure he made and another victory. And even in that victory, it took his life. Well, please, please listen to our next episode. I think you will enjoy it. This is Pastor David Miller, and I want to say for now, God bless you, and have a great rest of your day.